Before we get started on today's show, gotta tell you guys about our friends over at Mile High Green Cross. These guys offer an experience that you won't forget. Mile High Green Cross has award-winning products and head down to their store and sign up for their loyalty program. When you do, you will receive 20% off of your entire purchase once per month. That's right, they are hooking up the DNVR fam with 20% off of your entire purchase. This offer extends to members that are already in their loyalty program as well. Just mention DNVR. Mile High Green Cross offers a variety of CBD products, from edibles to concentrates to cartridges. Every single time you pop in, you'll receive one-on-one attention with one of their seasoned sales associates. Not to mention they have everyday low prices on in-house products, $99 pre-pack ounces, V3 hash oil bulk deals. Also, Mile High Green Cross offers out-the-door pricing. No cash, no problem. Mile High Green Cross now accepts hyper. What's even better is the amount of time you spend in the dispensary. On average, from the time you walk in from the time you walk out is only nine minutes. I know that's super important to me in my hectic and crazy life. They are conveniently located downtown, 9th and Broadway. They also offer parking in the back. Remember, sign up and save 20% off of your entire purchase once per month. 11... What is up, everybody? Welcome into the Winner's Lounge. What is up? <laughs> we need a soundboard, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, a soundboard. You, you, you have your phone. Yeah. You're getting further away. The, the Winner's Lounge here at DNVR headquarters. Another Winner's Lounge for our live post-game show. I'm joined, of course, by my esteemed colleague, Harrison Wind. I don't want to make this about MPJ. But <laughs> it's got we're making it about this MPJ. This is gonna be about it's MPJ. It's gonna be about MPJ. I'm joined by D Lanco. Welcome to the MPJ Lounge. Ooh, the MPJ Lounge. And of course, Brendan Vote. I'm back. I'm fired up to talk a little Malik Beasley tonight. Ooh. How about that for a tease? Huh? It might be the Malik Beasley studio. Um, for sure. And of course I'm Adam Mades. We are presented today by Illegal Pete's, the single greatest fast casual restaurant in all of Denver. I like that. And maybe all of the world. All maybe world. maybe Why all of the world. Why not? Certainly in the entire like western half of the country. Best smothered burritos in the country, I'll tell you that. Are you going to go back to the stir? Do you want to go ahead? Say your line. I wasn't going to. You weren't going, going to. to. <laughs> You're a one-trick pony. Clearly this is your line. No, this is your line. And now from now on, I'm just going to berate you for it. No, but they do have the stir, which Look, is great. I, I'm a big burrito guy. I'll do I'll do Chipotle. I'll do most. Sure, but they're sure. just not as good. They're just not as good as Illegal Ooh. Pete's. It's just a fact. Best case as well. All right, let's move on, though, because tonight was an incredible Nuggets game. I was worried. I'm not going to lie. The schedule, there's some tough games coming up. This one included second yeah. round of a back-to-back. Down all kinds of players. Look like they might be down. Mason Plumley as well. But they got a boost. They got a boost from two players in particular, both of who have been alluded to, Michael Porter Jr. and Malik Beasley. I'll start with you, Harrison. Right off the top, give me your biggest takeaway from this game. My biggest takeaway is that, like, MPJ – keeps finding new ways to impact the game. He keeps getting better. He keeps yeah. getting better. And he I, does keep getting better. And I just picture what this guy could look like in two months from now because, like, we've been talking about this all year. When he gets more playing time, when he has that confidence that he's not going to get uh, yanked for making a bad play or something, he's been improving so much. He yeah. gets more and more confidence every game that he's out there. And tonight, we said it at halftime, but – he really wasn't even in a great rhythm offensively, but still had double-digit points. He, he was getting his points on the offensive glass, kind of garbage points. And so we keep seeing different kinds of things from this guy every night. Not only is he getting more confident, I think the team is getting more confident in him. It, and what I mean by that, the guy's on the court, because we remember early on, it kind of felt like he was an in-the-corner guy, standing yeah. in the corner, just kind of like make – now it's like – there were moments of this game in the third quarter and fourth quarter where it was like, man, go to MPJ. Mm-hmm. Find MPJ. Where's he at on the court? Mm-hmm. And the, we've, we have felt that way, I think, for a while. Because part of it is because we're all fans and we just want the fun thing. Mm-hmm. We just want, keep one another hit of it. 
But the team going to it now and, and saying like, no, man, you need this guy on the court. That's a new development. Don't you feel like this is a microcosm of the season? We're not skipping steps with the development of MPJ. We're going through like he's got to earn his minutes. He needs to take his lumps. Mm -hmm. And we're slowly like getting there. And like it's getting to a point where, like you say, naturally the team is it's coming naturally from the team. It's not just like, oh, that's great. That's a good point. The court and instructed to be like, this sure. guy is the new player. It's like he's earned his stripes. Yeah, no doubt about it. So this was, I think, the clunkiest of his 15 point games i don't know how right. many he's had now four it was or five probably six. the least sexy of his of his like double digit scoring games but there's something kind of encouraging about that like no, he definitely. gritted his way to a great stat line tonight he got himself going yes and he did it goal. by finding easy points harrison this was your point in the halftime show like those offensive rebounders mpj is the kind of guy where i think he looks up he sees himself with six eight points and he goes okay let's go now and for him to to find a way, he's the guy who's looking at the that stat sheet in the huddle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he definitely knows how much points. Let, let he me has. see that. Let me see that. But it, but in games where the ball's not finding him naturally and organically, his ability to find points for himself, find a way to make an impact without necessarily forcing the issue, I think that's highly encouraging for a rookie. Yeah, yeah. And there's so much that's highly encouraging for a rookie at MPJ's game. I mean, the other thing is that he's now hit the point where every time he shoots it, I think it's going in. Oh, well, tonight especially, down the stretch, like every three where it was like, oh, he's open, get it to him. That's such a rare like that's such a rare thing, and it's been a very rare thing with the Nuggets of late, especially a no, three point Jesus, shot. Yeah. And you know, like when Murray gets going, he gets like cooking, and you start to just be like, "Wow, this dude, this is going in." Yeah, like well, to, to yeah. feel that from another player, like, "Oh, sweet baby." So, so oh, to, that, to baby. that point on the three point shooting, like that was a big story of the game the other night or last night that loss to the Pacers, where they hit three threes the whole game. Yeah. They go eleven to thirty one from three. MPJ goes four of eight from three. Four of eight. Finish. I'll just read off his whole stat. Line. Yeah, let's just do it. Twenty points this is like box 14 score rebounds board. two offensive Four, rebounds 14 rebounds yeah 10 the first half too. Yo, yeah he like had a double double in like 11 yeah. he seconds walked into 15, 14 rebounds four assists i think that's his second best assist game uh after his five uh team high plus 17 in wow. uh, 30 minutes which might be a career high. i ask it feels like a career pie has he ever gotten over the 30 yeah. I mean, maybe we can look it up on basketball reference but, uh, but anyways we've been talking about how this team has struggled so much in three-point shooting I have to believe I, I don't have the numbers in front of me that, but he's got to be one of, if not the one of the best Nuggets three point shooters since he started getting consistent rotation. Oh, if minutes, you cut right? out the early parts where he was yeah. playing three minutes, a if night, you go yeah. from the point where he started getting 15, 20 minutes a game at bare minimum, he's got to be one of, if not the best Nuggets three point shooters just in that span. Yeah, I think you're, <laughs> I think you're probably right by Barton's that. Barton's been slumping from then. Uh, Jamal Murray, Gary Harris been slumping. It's probably either him or Beasley. Yeah, yeah. Or Monte Morris. It might be Monte Morris too. But him getting, um, well, first of all, getting thirty minutes is, is is encouraging. Some of this, I mean, let's be honest. Some of this is because there's so many injuries, and, yeah. and, and some of this was a hand being forced to him. Yeah, and because it was a, the second night of a back to back, and he was probably a little fresher than other people because he didn't play down the stretch last night. Right. You know, I, I was saying that like maybe there was like a little four D chess going into the game last night. Although ultimately it cost them the game, so maybe not a great game of four D chess. Yeah. But like giving some players a little bit more rest that then tonight played a lot more like Beasley and and. MPJ. Well, and one difference, let's be honest, in the to start the third quarter last night, the team got obliterated. So it's a lot harder to be like Malone close with a guy who was at least part of a lineup that was getting obliterated, whereas tonight that lineup went on a huge run, mm -hmm. and so it's easier to sort of stick with him. Even though Malone actually did not stick with him, down the stretch he was out he was in, in, and, in and out. Defense. I do think it's significant any time MPJ can get some minutes in a closing lineup. Like, that's just got to do so much for his confidence. He even talked about that a couple games ago when he was able to close out a game. Like, wow, I'm on the floor in a close game in the fourth quarter. Like, that's freaking cool. Yeah. Like, that's just got to be huge for his confidence. So I'm glad he was out there. He did get beat back door on that one play, but he's good. But you know what? He's going to get beat defensively a lot. I mean, there's Malone mm -hmm. and the, we all know Malone. These are the things he keys into. And for good reason, when push comes to shove in, especially in the playoffs, those defensive lapses cost you just like double or triple because every right. basket's hard to come by. So when you give up an easy one, it's like, man, you just can't do it. So Malone's sort of, zeroing in on this is very understandable a lot of coaches do but at the same time in my opinion he's making a lot fewer of those mistakes than he was in october november december and every game it seems like he gets a little bit more confident and then on nights like tonight he's just such an overwhelming positive that look 
three steps backward, 20 steps forward exactly. is still a plus 17. I thought particularly in the first half, he had some great defensive moments. He probably altered four or five yeah. shots at, his, yeah. at the basket. He didn't even block him, but just because of his length alone, he, yeah. he changed so many looks at the rim. He's also just a shot of adrenaline for fun. And yeah. I know there's like a, this equation to it, but... He's he's the honestly including Jokic. I think he's the most dynamic watch on the team. Good or bad, whatever he does, yeah. it's like your eyes are glued to him. And some of this is we're a little used to Yoke, right? Like yes. I, I was thinking this the other day about man, why hasn't he thrown any great passes? And then there's like a video on YouTube that's like Jokic's best passes of the season, <laughs> and it's like incredible. And you're like, oh yeah, it's oh, just he had like a ridiculous behind the back pass a couple games ago that we were like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah, because <laughs> four years ago Yoke would have a behind the back pass and for like. 48 hours we'd all be talking about just like man yeah, he yeah, would yeah. now he'll have like two or three and we'll be like he, what's wrong with him a little bit <laughs> he's a little rusty yeah, he doesn't seem happy well. yeah. <laughs> going back to your point about mpj and the defense though like there's only one way to get better and malone himself says this all the time so to me the upside is clear in playing him through those allowing him to get better because does your highest ceiling in this year's playoffs, does that include MPJ? Man, let's talk about that. So I, I was talking to Matt Moore two weeks ago. It wasn't that long ago, and he asked me, you know, people keep asking me if MPJ is going to be part of the playoff rotation, and I laughed uncontrollably. I wasn't trying to be funny. <laughs> I just laughed, and I was like, of course not. Like the, Now it's like laughable that he wouldn't be. And I know it's only been two weeks. The thing is, his defensive lapses are going to happen, but – Denver so clearly needs what he has, scoring, rebound, just a guy that makes the other team nervous. Yeah, but to be fair, every team needs what he has. Like, oh, yeah, for <laughs> he's sure. Like incredible. MPJ is But like, that's what I mean. He he already has something totally. that is so valuable that it's so, like, you know what? So sure, he's going to lose some terrible player on a backdoor cut, but you got to have – I think the Nuggets in the half court too often this year, they just got guys that are like – Oh, we don't have to worry about that guy. We don't have to worry about this guy. Well, especially on that bench unit, too. Yeah. And MPJ is, for all of his defensive laps that he could have in a playoff environment, he's the guy that defenses are going to have to game plan for in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. He's even talked about that over the last couple of days. He can sense that, you know, defenses are picking up on, you know, the pet plays the Nuggets run for him, and they're scouting him a little harder than they did a few weeks ago. He, you're going to have to scout him in the playoffs. You're going to have to adjust your defense when MPJ is on the floor, and you didn't always have to do that when just guarding against the Nuggets' regular bench unit. And that's before he's optimized. I mean, like yeah. right now, we're he's just starting to get in. What happens if MPJ averages 20 points over the month of March and April going into the playoffs? Which, if I told you that right now that he averaged 20 points in March, would you be – That's it's within the realm of possibility. Of course. It's on the table. It's almost not – that surprise surprising because he'd have to get the minutes. He'd have it's to, you know, the whatever. Or what, what that comes down. To. But like, if he played thirty minutes a game at the final month of the season, how many points does he average? Oh, I'm, probably I'm around 18, 30, 30 minutes. Eighteen yeah. or so. Uh, Eighteen twenty. Absolutely. Yeah, fifteen, yeah. sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, somewhere in that range. So, I, and don't you need a guy like MPJ in the playoffs? Who, man, the offense isn't working. We haven't been able to float. This defense has our number. Here's a guy who can get you two on the offensive boards or get you three by literally just rising up and shooting over the top of someone. Yeah. Like I think that type of dynamic on offense is important in the postseason. Yeah. And last time, year at times it was like Murray, you know, Murray, Jokic, or they don't have anything. And yeah. I think that'll be different with MPJ in there. The, the Nuggets have been a little predictable on offense this year, and uh, MPJ makes them not as predictable. Sure, just wild another card. dynamic. Yeah, wild the card. ultimate wild card right now. Uh, and and the funny thing is we haven't even seen a lot of minutes of the Murray-Jokic-MPJ lineup. I mean, we talk mm -hmm. about a big three. That's Denver's big three. Yeah. I mean, that is their team. That's their future. Those three guys, the other pieces are going to move around, and that's just how it works. But those three guys – presumably are going to be the future guys when we do live shows we're doing a new thing we did this in the last one you pick the game ball and this is a fun one to get to pick because malik beasley who we're going to talk about here in a second also had a fantastic game michael porter jr had a fantastic game Jokic had a fantastic game but it was like a regular fantastic <laughs> standard it was standard but you know maybe you you're, you're filling him um is there can we have a fourth is there a fourth person or do we just make it a three-person poll um, is the poll already out are we making it right now the game, game ball. ball? <laughs> oh, I haven't put that one out yet. Yeah, I just wanted to say I did put out an MPJ playoff rotation poll. Ooh, 32 like votes, 100% yes. All 32. All 32. <laughs> so I was in the same boat as Adam two weeks ago. There was no way he was going to be in the playoff rotation. No, I just couldn't imagine it. Yeah. Um, but now, Maybe I mean, now, now it's know. hard. It's not entirely impossible to envision a scenario where he's not in the playoff rotation. Um, of course. But uh, <laughs> he needs to be in it. Definitely. Uh, 
Well, we'll put it out on Twitter. You guys help us vote on the game ball because um, <laughs> there were two huge performances and then a, a classic yoke. So let us know. But let's talk about Malik Beasley before we go to a break. Yeah. Because this happened last year. Injury to Gary Harris. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, you lose something. Gary Harris is a great player. You lose something, the defense, whatever, the cutting, this or that. Malik Beasley just shoots the ball, man. He just shoots lights out, and he is such a threat. I don't even know if his reputation is what it should be right now for defenses. I think that defenses are going to start. If he, The more he plays, the more it's like J.J. Redick. Never let that guy see daylight. S- somebody has to stick to him at all times. So let's just start the conversation. We've talked about this a little bit. Malik Beasley, why do we have to get rid of Malik Beasley? Why is he going? Are you here? I'm there. I, I think don't think the Nuggets should move on from Malik Beasley anymore. Um, with the injuries they have right now, with the injuries they could have later in the year, you just need somebody who can fill it up. And I don't see Denver being able to go get that guy at the deadline. And if you're going to trade Malik for a first-round pick, great. This draft sucks. So, yeah. I mean, it's not even a pick you want, really, um, in this upcoming draft. When the Nuggets have, have needed a guy over the last two years to just score, Malik's done that. Yeah. He was incredible as a starter last year, put up like 18 points a game in the starting lineup. And, um, you know, off the bench, he, he's filling it up this year too. His defense lacks at times, but, I mean, the Nuggets just need somebody to put the ball in the hoop right now, down three starters, yeah, and yeah. he can do that. Yeah, and like the Malik Beasley is the most illustrative player of how deep the Nuggets are, like the logjam that exists of talent in the Nuggets roster. Like, yeah. The fact that Malik Beasley is as talented, and it's undeniable how talented he is, and he can't get minutes. I mean, some of that can be argued that maybe, you know, this is the contract negotiation coming into play. They don't want to put him, give him too much uh, playing time if he's not going to be there for them. Although, that doesn't really hold water if you think of the fact that they are trying to get trade value for him. It's, but it's it's crazy. I just don't know that we. I, I mean, we're th- always thinking about it in terms of trade value, and there's something to it. Look, he's limited. Maybe he commands more money than what. If you start, if you do truly believe that your big three is Jokic, MPJ, and Jamal Murray, none of those guys are elite defenders. In fact, they're all kind of, other than Jokic, who I think is underrated, but not a rim protecting, going to save your defense type defensive player. So. You need the other two guys to you. You need to spend your money on some guys that can defend, and Beasley is clearly not that. So maybe there's something there, but maybe there's just something too. You know what? Your best offenses can't be guarded, yeah. mm-hmm. and Denver might have some lineups that we haven't seen. For some reason, we haven't seen these, but we, they might have some that just can't be guarded. Yeah, I, I just think you hold on to them, and we've been talking about Beasley and Wancho as the two guys who could be traded the whole season. Wancho, I don't see him helping you in the playoffs. Beasley. I could see a couple different scenarios where he helps you in the playoffs. He's got a much better chance to help you in the postseason than Wancho does. And so if well. it comes down to those two, I'm <laughs> that's, definitely that's not, that's, What are we saying here? <laughs> is it a better, better uh, chance of helping you than, say, Chanchar as well? I mean, <laughs> Vanderbilt? So, so right. The, can, can you just wait till restricted free agency, right? For, essentially force a team to make a deal that's an overpay that you can or wouldn't want to match. But is there, and I'm not saying we have to outline it, but is there a reasonable number that you can say, look, if it comes in anything below that, just match it. Just keep them because you, this guy gives you that dynamic offensively. Well, so, I mean, where do you think they came up with that figure uh, 30 over 3, right? 10, right? The comment in the section? In the- and, but, well, but no, but also there's a little bit of a, well, we already have our starting shooting guard. Yeah. So, well, I mean, what- like, so I, I imagine my. my- point was going to be that i imagine they arrived at that number based on a puzzle they put together oh for sure going that forward they're going to have to pay mm-hmm. yes blocks, for sure what they're worth and that's ultimately like what was left on the table so say uh beasley keeps performing like he is now and he makes himself completely indispensable you know wh- what is that number like what do you feel comfortable going up and what are you willing to sacrifice to keep him and it's it's tough because the question isn't is malik worth this in a vacuum because i think the answer depending on the deal is almost certainly yes it's can you afford to pay a backup shooting guard this much money? Can this slot on your roster absorb this much? Here, here's another way to look at it, and I know it doesn't work this way. I think Denver is going to look at all options, but when they're pounding the phone calls, or the phone over the next three weeks, as they and certainly are, are they calling people about Gary? Are they calling people about Malik? That's the question I wonder. Like, where should you be putting more of your energy? How to move on from one or the other? Is there another player? What do you think, Harrison? It's a tough question because Gary's been so bad on offense this year. Hasn't really been able to shoot the ball for two years. Um, 
But he has been huge for the team in, right. in the Right, but path. he's been a, a great part of the continuity. He's been great defensively. I, I don't think you look to move on from Gary. I don't. Mm. I, I think you definitely run this team up into the playoffs, see what happens. If something in the playoffs happens that makes you think you should make a bigger change like that, you do it in the summer. I, I would not take calls and make calls about Gary right now. But that, that follows a decision of, hey, let's hang on to Malik and, and see, right? We'll hang on to our cards and see how this plays out. I, I think a, I think a lot of the Nuggets' future is going to be determined by what happens in the playoffs. Right, and I it, really do. And maybe if you come out and it, you lose in the second round again, it's not a particularly encouraging performance, then you go, okay, now it's time to yeah. think about shaking up this core. And there's a lot of value in still having Malik or, or having maybe match that and offer because – Maybe you do have to make that Gary decision, but you probably want these playoffs to gather those data points. So I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's like you have to, in the philosophy that they've set forth, uh, that we don't skip steps. As we we said. don't skip steps. Um, Wait, they named it. Well, that we they haven't said it since we've named it. Have you noticed that? That's probably that's there's no quiz. <laughs> They're like, we gotta stop that. that. <laughs> yeah, the NBR's doing this thing. Uh, uh, but the, it. You know, like you we don't go past the step we're on. <laughs> I was like, ah, it's not a T-shirt. Come on, <laughs> come on, Malone, throw like, us a bone. Yeah, but like you can't. You don't. You until you start stalling out or moving backwards, you're moving forwards, right? So like you keep the team together. <laughs> I, I love when Eric gives these things. That's so deep, bro. It's true. Yeah, if you're not moving backwards and you're not staying still, people don't. You're think moving about it forward. This way. They think about like. Like they they want uh, success to look a certain way. This is like why the season has sort of gone this way. For oh people. sure, yeah. And so it's like an airplane. Like if it's moving forward, it stays in the air, right? Like okay, that like that was another great one. Oh, Eric is so full of them. <laughs> get one more and get the trifecta, triple double. Let's do it. These are good metaphors. Yeah, they are. They're, they're uh, letting people understand a more complex. You can't see the wind. Anyway, uh, when you're moving forward, you keep you keep going. Unless if you stop and you plateau, then you reassess. But like. They haven't shown signs of not improving. Yeah, that's a, it's, it's a good point. This team is, what are they, 30 and 13 at the moment? I mean, a hell of a Better record. pace than last year. I, I'm still a believer in Gary. I think he can turn it around, so I would not. And I don't me, even know what, too. What, what what type of value are you getting for Gary? Would the would the idea in moving Gary be, okay, we're going to pay Malik? Is that the idea? Right. Yeah. I, I that's why I asked the question, because yeah. I do think that's – to me, that is part of the equation. I just don't see you being able to afford both. That's why I think the sort of perspective is – hang on to Malik for now like I I think the upside of hanging on to Malik and having those options might be higher than just getting a first round pick just because because you could always sign and trade him over the summer right I mean and and look maybe you do have to make that tough decision with Gary but it's also much you don't want to do it just to do it because you have Malik but if the situation arises where maybe Gary is the part of a package that nets you a clear upgrade elsewhere you're that much more comfortable because of Malik so, everybody, we're going to take a break here, but before we do, send in your questions. We want this, these live uh, from the Winner's Lounge episodes always to be interactive. So, whatever you're thinking, we're going to be thinking as well. Send those questions in. We're going to get to as many as we can and make them good. They don't just have to be about this game, although preferably something around this universe. But if not, they can be about the nuggets. They could be about life. They could be about the uh, They could be about the stir. <laughs> uh, anything's that on your mind, guys. We're hanging out. We're hanging out here for the next half hour at least. Yeah, we got the Hot Peak IPA featuring on today's show from Breck Brewing. Go ahead and grab one, big guy. Wait, do we not have any more drinks? No, we got one right here. That's mine. That's mine. It's only about a quarter drunk. Yeah. You might die. Actually, yeah, you didn't take a single sip out of No, I know. He was saving it for the Hot Peak IPA section. Yeah, but check Delicious. out the Hot, IP- Hot Peak IPA from Breck Brewing. Not the Hot Pink IPA, the Hop Peak IPA. Definitely one of our favorites over there. Strawberry Sky, Colorado Core. Vanilla Porter Jr. Who's hey. the man? I didn't even know we had one in there. Eric reserved that one. He took, he really? I saw him take it out of there before the game even started. Malone put it in the back, but uh, Eric was able to find it, take it out of the, the way back. Underrated. Underrated. The, the Underrated, yeah. He was able to keep it in view late in the game. Too. Is a Vanilla Porter Jr. more delicious when Michael Porter Jr. goes off for a double-double? No, it's not. It's delicious uh, at a high level all the time, but life is sweeter when Michael Porter Ooh, Jr. That is a good off. point. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, but check out the Hot Peak IPA from Breck Brewing. Also... Denver Rubber Company, guys. <laughs> got, got your beers cracked yeah. for this one? All right. Let's go for it. Here it is. Super excited to tell you about Denver Rubber Company. It is the most reliable local partner for your long-term projects. They've been doing it since 1972. Do they have custom die-cut gaskets? They do. Oh, wow. Nice. Do you know what material is used in their uh, snow plows as well? 
Uh, nope, I don't remember this part of it. Well, uh, their snowplow blades can be cut to get any length and slotted to meet your exact specifications. And uh, they use the same materials that are in wind, wind, wind turbine blades. I don't have to tell you Not that. Not wind turbines, wind turbine blades. Oh, okay, didn't have to tell you that, though. You knew that not one. used in statues. No, man, that's too bad. <laughs> yeah. uh, they've created proprietary materials that, like I said, make up the inside of wind turbine blades. Uh, they're, <laughs> I mean, their freaking warehouse is awesome. We went and checked it out a while back. And they, you can also buy bulk at a fantastic rate, or you can purchase products for yourself. They're a family-owned business with loyalty only to the people just like what? us here at DNVR. Call them today, 1-800-259-0010, or visit them at drcfirst.com backslash DNVR and tell them who sent you. So we have a hiccup in the Periscope. I got, er- I got the questions up on mine. Oh, you do? Yeah, because yeah. Eric is very confused at how to use a computer. You want to switch here? Oh, do you want to be? Yeah, I want to hear your voice on the questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't check his browser history, though. It's oh, not, he shares that computer with other people, so it's not, um, That's it's not fair. him. All right. Well, let's take a look here, shall we? Um, what is this MPJ at the bottom? Is that you, Kale? Did you put that MPJ up? Nice work, buddy. Nice, nice, nice. nice work. Producer uh, Kale Sorbo, everybody. Uh, can you talk also about, back from the dead. Can you talk about whether you expect Malone to stick to Craig and Grant as starters? In parentheses, <laughs> hope not. And that's from Josh and Denver. It's a good question, man. It's a good question. Is it? Is it a good question? Uh, yeah, can I, I could see a number of outcomes from it. Well, there's only two. I don't think what there's a definitive answer. Let's go to Brendan. I, you've been sick, and I haven't talked to you for a week and a half. What, what, is, what do you think? Do you think Malone will stick with this starting unit that has been trounced in three games, and the Nuggets have made a comeback in the two that they have been benched? Yeah. We have a larger <laughs> sample size in these three games, and what we've learned is that um, Malone's going to go with Craig until that decision is maybe pried from his hands. Um, and well, I think and I don't think Gary Harris is that far from coming back. Either. True, that's a good point. I wanted to actually bring this point up because I'm very curious to see Gary in this offense. And again, I'm not. I got to walk a tightrope here because I'm not trying to blame Jamal Murray for, for Jamal Murray can has a lot of upside or whatever. But I'm curious to see what Gary Harris looks like with 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 him mm-hmm. removed. Because what's interesting is, you know, we talk about the drop off from Craig offensively and guys sagging off him. I feel a lot more confident. As much as he hasn't shot the ball well, I feel a lot more confident with Gary being in there than I do with Torrey Craig offensively. And yeah. I feel the exact same defensively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. fair. The best outcome is, is for Gary to get back in there, I think. I'm with Brendan. I think he'll keep Torrey Craig in the starting lineup. Um, mainly because uh, of two reasons. One, they keep winning, and this team doesn't really adjust a lot while they're winning, as long as they keep piling up wins, no matter how they get there. B, I think Malone can look back at how he's managed Porter so far and be like, all right, I've made a lot of right decisions. I've given him everything slowly. I've made him really work for everything. So we're just going to keep trending on this uh, direction. Can I ask this question? Has MBJ – we kept talking about earning the minutes, right? Has he has he earned them? And what I mean by that is he's clearly earned 18 to 20 minutes a game, but has he earned more than that? Or is it still a like – you're at this step. You're not going to the next one just yet. Honest question. Uh, some part of that is having to supplant the man in front of you, right? Like it's, okay. it's not necessarily like what he's doing. Is it what how much what he's doing that's better than who he would go in for? Which I still think the answer to that is yes. I mean, he's mm-hmm. just shown us such life and uh, just such excitement, and he can make things happen that other people have shown us they're not re- able to be counted on for. Um, so. I mean, he's at least at this level. I wouldn't. I mean, I I would put him in the starting lineup. Is there is there also an argument to be made though of like, or especially right now, a, a depleted bench needs someone needs something. But I was, I you're right. I was more asking like just everybody's healthy. So let me go through the list. Has he has he earned it over Wancho and Gomez? Yes. Has he earned it over? The next guy up would be Malik Beasley, I guess. Uh, I think Malik is below him. Is below him. Because he's now the first person off the bench, MPJ. Okay. Has he well, earned- we're talking about the starting three. And Malik- no, no, no. I'm not talking about starting him. I'm not. I'm just talking about oh, playing him. in the him. pecking order? Because he's at like 18 minutes a game over the last 10 or whatever. You- is he worth now? Like, right. no, you're a 25-minute-per-game player. Oh, I, this- I think in, in this scenario, down three starters, he's definitely a 20-plus-minute-per-game guy. <laughs> but you mean if everyone's I'm healthy. talking about everybody is healthy. Oh. Where is he on the pecking order right now? Okay. The starters, let's just assume that he's not past them. Because I think, in all fairness, those guys have proven it in higher stakes or whatever. He's above Malik Beasley, yes. Is he above Monte Morris? Meaning no. if you no, 
Yes, no. Well, it's it's weird. No, it's but weird like question. he will no, be. No, it's not. It's like, not a weird he, question in this one way. Okay, go ahead. Well, I just mean like it's it's a weird question. For, it's a tough question because he will be like this. Could, like the more he plays, like if you play him enough, the answer is going to be yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, sure. If we're talking about getting it down to an eight or nine man rotation, you got your starters. You got um, Mason Plumley. Who who uh, is he in the list of like your next eight guys? Because maybe Will Barton is your backup point guard. And you just run with Jamal and Will Barton as the guys that are like running the point, and, and it's you kind like of rotate thirty through. minutes off the bench for for Will. Exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, no. He's starting, but okay, I'm just saying when, saying, yeah, when yeah. you go to the, your bench lineups, yep. he slides over there, and you yeah. always have one of Jamal or Barton on the court because maybe a little bit of Monte. Yeah. I mean, to there. your point, if you're putting together a playoff rotation, they're not going to be able to play ten guys, which you might not be able to play nine. You you might not be able to play nine, and even if you're playing eight, sometimes that eighth guy. A Monte Morris only playing ten minutes a game, exactly, and is barely even in there. Is there something about or something to just uh, not wanting to tax his body too much so early on? Yes, I think that's a good point. Yeah, that's really good because there is actually as much as it feels like Nuggets fans have waited forever to get to this point. There's still forty games left to be played, mm-hmm. plus playoffs, and that's a lot of. I think that's a, a great. It was an under discussed aspect of his. Like, yes, Malone was wanting to make him earn it and be patient, but there was absolutely like a. This guy is a. Um, you know, fragile, right? Like, be, be gentle and, and, yeah. and covered in bubble wrap. So, yeah, I think so. Let us know what you guys think. Where is MPJ on the ranking? Maybe that's a good poll to be put out. Just, it, who is he ahead of? Maybe you could put that. Who is he ahead of off of the bench in terms mm-hmm. of must-play volume minutes? Well, here's a comment that's kind of a question, but uh, brings <laughs> up a conversation. Why are the games against the Wolves always so close? Ooh, I like it. This is from uh, Karbik. Anybody have a theory? I, I've got one I'll throw out. Divisional games, you just you you know each other so well. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about Jokic has played the Atlanta Hawks eight times, ten yeah. times. He's played the Timberwolves. Like you, 20. Yeah, exactly. So I, I do think there's a level of familiarity there. And then also you're getting your best shot from your divisional opponents. And first of all, we've talked, we were talking about this as we were watching the game. Towns, I don't think he gives 100% too often. From what I watch of him, he always gives 100% against Jokic. Mm-hmm. That's a personal matchup. Yeah, he came out firing early. It seemed like we were going to really get like a Towns uh, versus Jokic thing, but it, it just sort of fizzled. They they both channeled their inner Harden for a while there. It was like <laughs> there was a very annoying third quarter back and forth, like grabbing each other's arms and flailing, getting yeah. the call. It was both of those guys can be a little annoying. Uh, here's a hard hitting question. I think it's important to get to um, Hart Gerp eighty six wants to know which player would we most likely or like to go shopping with. Ooh, what kind of shopping? Are you, I guess it's just open up. Yeah, Car clo- shopping? House Ho- shopping? What if it was horse shopping? Does that make it clear? Oh, that does, yeah. <laughs> if it was horse shopping. I mean, I would like to go to the track with them. It's list. definitely the guy who spends $10,000 on Gucci socks. That would be Will Barton the <laughs> third. Uh, would it be fun to shop with, with him? If he's paying for you, If he's yeah. bankrolling me. Yeah. <laughs> Can yeah. you imagine? I, I've always said that this would be the most fun like thing anybody could do. Shopping with with Will Barton, like if we just did a Barton makes over Harrison Wynn segment. <laughs> yes. I mean, how great would it I'm be in. if it was like, all right, you have a five thousand dollar budget. Yeah. He's gonna get to pick the outfit. You just have to roll with it. Yeah. So in. Could you pull off whatever it was he was gonna find for you? Definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> I would love it. So uh, is our answer Will Barton? Oh, I think it's got to be Will, right? Yeah. I, mean, I mean, Jokic. It's like a thirty second trip actually, to Walmart. It's just a terrible, terrible shopping. I'm, ta- I'm completely changing this. I hate shopping. More than anything. So I want to go that somebody has the same shopping energy as I do. So Jokic and I are going to go to Walmart, and we're going to, like, we know what we're going to get. We know what aisles it's in. We're going to grab it and leave. And then we're going to go uh, look, hang at, out look at all of it. Like, none of us, yeah, like, exactly. You're right. The, shopping with Will Barton, I think, would be actually be a miserable experience because <laughs> it lasts, like, 12 hours. You're trying on stuff left and right. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, um, no thrill. I don't want that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to look cool in that. Yeah. It's like, it's not tight enough in the, uh, in the crotch area. Like, all right. Find something <laughs> tighter <laughs> um so does mpj have an especially high defensive ceiling he's improved significantly on that end recently this is from xx mayo lover xx you know what mayo lover when xx mayo lover xx that's uh idea yeah, it is I, when i think of what his his size Kale does McCarver. in terms of his defense i think less of the ceiling and more of the floor like i actually 
and I'm framing that because I think it, I, I don't know if his ceiling's particularly high, but I do think what we can probably say aren't like natural defensive instincts can definitely be mitigated by the fact that you can make an impact at that size. So I don't know if the ceiling's too high, but I think you can get to a, a I th- floor. I think he has a very high defensive ceiling. Me too. Um, Kevin Durant was a god awful defender when he got into the league, and I think it took him until like his third to last year in Oklahoma City or something before you know people were talking about him as like an all defense guy. And defense, especially if you're a guy like MPJ, who's been all offense for his entire basketball career, probably hasn't thought a lick about defense before getting to the NBA before this year. Right. Um, <laughs> really before, like, December when he started playing. <laughs> Three months ago, I yeah. I think October yeah. when he wasn't playing, like he was like, time, I defense. The la- and the last time he was playing defense, it was against, like, high school students. Right. It was oh, just yeah. like, it's like a step back. Right, and he didn't like even have to swat. think on defense back then. People just really discount how long it takes for a guy like that to get up to – uh, up to speed on the NBA level. And um, I think it might take a while. It might take as years. long as like a Kevin Durant, who probably wasn't like no more than seven or eight years into his NBA career before he really got defense. But uh, his height, I think his just overall basketball instincts, his length, I think he's got a really high ceiling. Harrison and I were talking to a scout the other day, talking about this exact point of like, he's a, he- the scout was at least saying, He's ahead of where MPJ was at this point. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry, of KD was at this point. Really? Meaning, yeah, like KD's rookie season, he was one of the worst defenders in all of the NBA. People don't remember that because... And also, people didn't talk about defense back, back then like they do. Yeah, now. you're right. It's yeah, it's totally totally microscope. So, I, I actually think he... Uh, this is why I've been so frustrated with some of the conversation, even from some analysts, like, complaining about a dude's defensive rotations when he's playing four minutes a night every fourth game. It's just like... What do you expect from a 19-year-old coming off of two years off? I think he can be a very good defender, and I think some of the noise about him as a defender is just so misplaced. He is he makes some really egregious mistakes now, but that doesn't I, – I, I think painting him as this, like, yeah. hopeless case is ridiculous. Uh, here's a question from Toma 24 Like that guy. Okay. I uh, should not assume Sitoma's gender. Sitoma, you're cool, though. Yeah, yeah, you're a cool individual. Uh Internet individual um, thoughts on Dozier's place in the organization. Organization once everyone gets back, and uh, to to tag onto that, Mitchie says, "Do you think Monte is getting brought up in trade packages now that we see potential in PJ composure?" Oh, I just want to I want to tack on to Jake Vandenbrook wants to know what Dozier's ceiling is on this team. Can he steal Monte's role? He, al- he also wanted us yeah. to shout out his wife Marilyn. So Marilyn, Marilyn. What up, Marilyn? Yeah. we see you, girl. From who? See you. Jake Vandenberg, Vandenberg. Yeah, but see. You. No, I said we see you, girl. Oh, we see you. Yeah, yeah. That was so <laughs> I, I think Dozier is potentially the perfect backup point guard for this team. Um, his length, six foot five, six foot ten wingspan. He he's the exact type of archetype of point guard you want to have on your second unit, backing up a guy like Jamal Murray, who's only six three. Um, like Dozier's defensive potential, I, I think is huge. He's just the kind of guy you want on that second unit. So that's uh, potentially what I envision him as here in Denver. Um, the Nuggets backup point guard, a guy, you know, maybe he could supplant Monte Morris. And I think his potential emergence means Monte is a little more dispensable than we looked at him as a year ago. I think there's no question about it. You know what's interesting about Monte? And by the way, Monte, great player. But great when player. you're talking about building a what does the team need? Length is really important. And we're seeing some of these second units that have oh, yeah. him, Beasley, Porter, mm-hmm. Grant. Like, we're just seeing so much length. Oh. Even Wancho, which I know Wancho's not a great defender, but when you put five guys whose wingspan can cover the entire length of the court, it makes a difference. And you have to start to think about, like, who are you going to run up against in the offseason? Who's, who's standing in the way of what you want? And it's not only, but it is the Lakers in a lot of ways. And the Lakers are just enormous now. They're so long, like, at every position. Like, the last time we played them, that I was so struck by just how much bigger they were than the oh, Nuggets. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, at a certain point, like, if you're just taller and you can grab the ball away and just... If you'll remember, we got killed with on defensive rebounds that game. Yeah. And it's... It's important. Like we, it, yeah, we haven't seen PJ composures. We we haven't seen his warts <laughs> fully yet. So I do think there's a lot of like let's hold off and oh, see yeah. what happens. But I am impressed. The physical tools. There's there's nothing there. I put this on, out the other day. He has the the dimensions of, of Shea Gildas Alexander. It's ridiculous how long this guy is, and that's just a big sort of um, canvas to paint with. People gotta understand when you're six foot five, six foot six. You have just He's taller than me. I'm six foot five and he's clearly taller than you me. You have so many built in advantages over a guy who's six one, six two. Oh. I mean you can 
Like, you, you can be so raw, like PJ Composure is, um, but you just have <laughs> you love it, don't you? so, so many built-in advantages <laughs> so from that length and that size and what you can do on defense and how you get it, can get into the teeth of defense. You, you can just do that stuff at a, a different level a lot of times than the guy who's like a couple uh, inches short. I even liked what Yoke said. He can he can literally just see more. Yeah, yeah. the you passing know? angles are yeah. so much different. That's why you know? John Elway likes a tall quarterback for that exact same <laughs> so, train of thinking. Do you guys feel any weird at all because like, Monte Morris has been great for the Nuggets. He's done every. He's been a soldier. You know, like he put in his work. He he accepted the backup role. You know, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Uh, Gary Harris, same thing. And we're sitting here like ready oh. to kick him to the curb. Not that we sh- you shouldn't be. This is the the name of the game. Yeah. But but yeah, this is like how you get into trouble where you start to look. This devalue. Like, What's well, a grass is greener sort of situation when yeah. you, you start to forget what it is that Gary Harris brings to your team outside of just what you see in the box score. He's been a, he's been gone for a little bit also, so it's, no it's easy to forget. Yeah. I have a really important question here to ask. Uh, this is underscore David East. What's up, my man? Uh, he wants to know why does the Jokic doll look more like Adam? Yeah, oh, we get that a lot. A, you son of a we what? We get that a lot. We were, we were <laughs> waiting for somebody to bring up the Jokic doll. So there's only two comments we get about the Jokic doll. One is that he looks like Adam, and the other is that he looks completely completely hideous. So, uh, and, the, and the third is that he's he's vaguely problematic. We haven't been able to put our fingers. Yeah. I might make that a Twitter poll. Uh, <laughs> his nose is way too big. I don't know what's going on with his hands. Oh my goodness! Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like looking into a mirror. My God, <laughs> look at me. He's got like elf ears. I don't you know what? Know. On the last live, people were like, "Adam's really losing weight. He looks great, like incredible shape." And now, and this one, it's like you look like a disgusting. Like <laughs> you know, what we need to do. We need to get a red magic marker and. And make cuts all over his arms. Oh, yeah. that's, oh we got to do that. Yeah. Do we? Oh, have, Mitch, do you we thought it a, looked more like Harrison. Do we have Harrison. a? Maybe we should do that today. Uh, Next break, I'm going to look for a red marker so we can uh, officially. Well, should we do a? Should we do a read? Should we do a break? No, let's keep doing okay. questions. Keep, okay, cool. Come on, what are you idiot. Yeah, come on, dude. <laughs> you moron, what's going on? Are this you your first this, time uh, over here? We're also, shout out, shout out, shout out if we got any uh, <laughs> listeners and, and watchers in Serbia. Shout out to you guys. You're going to the Marlow, lo- the, the like Marlow, like. Hey, I, I mean, I want to shout is, them out. What was it? Two a.m. Three. No, there are some are folks right up very late or early, depending. <laughs> the, on One a.m. The yeah. low key greatest PJ Dozier moment wasn't him giving the speech before. It was when he got the post game interview and he immediately was like, "How about these fans tonight?" Like, yeah, he never moved to get the, the crowd. Dude, so much that. freaking competitive. Every time I fall for that one hundred percent of the time, I'm like, "We did it! You recognize my values? Yeah, thank you." So here's a good one. What are Jokic, Jokic's odds to get another first-team All-NBA after the slow start? That's from Godfam Football. One High now. High now, right? He's doing really well. Embiid's been hurt, not having a necessarily awesome year. Well, Ta- it, Towns was, but team success, right? It, it's all going to depend on team success and where Denver finishes. Because if Utah finishes above Denver, it's going to be Rudy Gobert. If Denver finishes above Utah, it's going to be Jokic. That's yeah, how it's going to work. You're probably right about that. Yeah. Embiid's not having a great year, missing too many games. Towns is not on a good enough team. Anthony Davis doesn't play center enough, so I think just that's those guys, it. Yeah, yeah. Gobert or Jokic. So people are putting in the uh, chat where they're watching the game or watching us from. Uh, yeah. We've got UK, Mexico, Israel, Bangkok. Wow, are you kidding me? That's awesome. This is awesome. So dope. They at least they're know international. How to, yeah, they at least know how to spell Been those to places. all those places. <laughs> yeah, we have no way to verify this. But that's Humble Serbia. That's true. Go to Serbia this summer. Uh, let's see. Um... Uh, Oh, okay. I'm not gonna read that one. Wow. Does there, <laughs> was there, I saw my name in it, so there's like a really offensive one. Uh, well, I, yeah. I'm just okay. You're, uh, you're trying to save my own pride. It was that. No, bad. no, 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 no. He's I, panicking. I, I'm trying. Yeah. I'm, I'm, well, I'm just. Uh, I'm looking here for a good question. We've got a lot of comments. We don't have a lot of questions. I hope nobody's ripping me for my shirt. Right, Toronto, go for, go, Sydney. Go, go, go for a good read. I then. made sure not to wear a collar. For <laughs> Harrison, go for a good read then. Uh, since Eric doesn't know how to change. Make it a good one. Up. <laughs> Maybe I'll just take over the questions from there. Ooh, you got fired. <laughs> I thought I did a good job. Open up your Michael Porter or your Vanilla Porter Jr. Can you guys put in the chat if I did a good job or not? Nope. <laughs> no. Piper Electric has been serving the Denver metro area since 1983 through a commitment to customer service and team performance. Piper Electric is the hometown electrical contractor you can trust. If you call 303-646-6765, they will give you the DNVR hookup. You'll save 20% off your next service call. They work with the top professionalism and integrity in the biz, residential, commercial, or industrial. Don't forget, 303-646-6765 to receive 20% off your next service call. All right. Are we doing it? Take over. Uh, well, first off, that's... It's orange. Is that well, I mean, it'd be bad if his blood was orange, if that's what you're asking me. I think that's a legitimate medical condition. Okay. That well, that was like, yeah. Well, okay. Well. That was a really bad. 
<laughs> then you just gotta make you gotta make bear uh, across his. All just, the back of here, there's yeah. just like nothing but little. We forgot to shout out the exotic destination that is Englewood, Colorado. Shout out Englewood. Oh, up to no Anybody good. Anybody watching from Commerce City, Adams Hood? Shout up out to no Commerce good, City. No Nobody claims that. <laughs> nobody's nobody's gonna admit to Commerce City. <laughs> See, see, there's not a lot of questions. It's more comments than Send questions. Send us in your questions, guys. Jeremy Grant's game tonight. We didn't talk enough about him, but he was good. Like, we, we bring up Jeremy Grant, I feel like, on a negative. He's like Tory Craig, where the good things he does don't always jump out, where we want to talk about him. He was very solid tonight. And, as you pointed out, the halftime show, Robert Covington, I'm gonna not knocking down his shots. Jeremy Grant, knocking down his shots. He was a uh, A-plus role player for the Nuggets tonight. He was great. I mean, when Jeremy Grant's knocking down his threes... You look at him and like, oh, wow, he could be the power forward of the future. When he's not, you're like, uh, who is this guy? Man, you had a – so you say forward, and you had a good one the other day that I <laughs> – I can't remember what it was. <laughs> oh, I, I wish I could remember what it was. You had a great – I was like, oh, there's another word where he doesn't do the ARs or whatever. The <laughs> I think it's like a Boulder bro thing. I can't be positive. Boulder. So in the chat, I have one that says, D-Line, you did a very good job. Yeah, I made sure to skip over that one. <laughs> and another person said Eric was fine with a period. Out. Eric was fine. That's the <laughs> ultimate endorsement. Meanwhile, he was fine. Meanwhile, we lost all fifty of our international <laughs> listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh Do we have any more questions? Was yeah, there, yeah, the yeah, 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 a couple more. Yeah, came we'll okay. couple uh, came let's see. Um, hard to remember Millsap starting days. Does he step back into the lineup when he's healthy? That's from PS. Buy my merch. <laughs> I guess that was for me. I don't <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think this becomes an interesting... That's like when you insert something on the teleprompter. <laughs> this becomes an interesting question because, okay, starting unit in a vacuum? No, like you put Millsap in there, they're better with him. But the bench has looked so much better mm-hmm. since Jeremy Grant has joined the starters. Is there something to that? Uh, first well, of all, there the is. The second part, yes. uh, no, undeniably, but, but absolutely, To the yes. point where you consider bringing Millsap off the bench. I don't. I mean, until we. First of all, two things. One, it's really hard to do that when the starting lineup for three years with Millsap has been absolute fire. Yep. So even with Grant in the starting lineup, mm-hmm. it hasn't been nearly as good. I know that does. That's not gospel, but still. Um, but the second part of that is really interesting. Here's one thing we talked about earlier, and we're going to combine two questions. We talked about Malik Beasley in the starting lineup. Can Paul Millsap save? a Murray Beasley MPJ Jokic lineup. I mean, we you can, can he be the defensive anchor and that's his he's, exclusive role? He's that every time he steps on the court. He is, but the Nuggets use him still a little bit offensively. I mean, they still go to him one-on-one. They still kind of integrate him. Is it possible to be like, "Hey, need you to uh defend, stand out at the wing and hit three-pointers yeah, and mean, that is exclusively your job." Yeah, I mean, he, he makes the right rotation. He always like always. comes in to crash uh the board area when people are collapsing in. Like he makes the right moves and why not? Right? I don't know cuz be, because in the playoffs I don't know that you can have one good defender. I do think that you probably need a little bit more yeah. than that. I mean, teams like Houston will switch PJ Tucker onto him and then put him in the corner so it's just like now you're negated. So but I do think that it is a lineup that Denver might be able to close with and they might be able to steamroll teams with in, in small doses. Three-minute stretches, you have all that scoring, and you have Millsap back there just to make it adequate. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Millsap, he'll, he should be back in the starting line. Yeah, he'll be starting, Definitely. no question. Here's a, here's a question. A little, here's a thinker. Um, the Nuggets have been better on the road. What is the difference? And yeah. What is the ending road record? I got to give a shout out to my guy Vic Lombardi because he brought the stat to my attention in the locker room yesterday. The Nuggets are shooting six and a half percent worse from the three point line at home. And look season. at Jamal Murray's splits specifically. Jamal Murray is shooting like thirty eight percent from three at home and around I think thirty two or thirty three on the road. Is this a Coors thing? Is this the the, the air that we're dealing? Oh with? God, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, this is the kind of thing that I truly have no idea how to answer. Like I, yeah, I've I seen Malone; he's asked these questions in scrums, and he just looks at the respective media member like how do i i don't know i wish they were because it should be the other way around yeah um role players and particularly young players i believe historically shoot better at home than on the road and yeah is it it the mile high city nightlife is it just uh (laughs) undefeated rhino dude rhino is just rhino's a little hot rhino's hot right now is that (laughs) where they are it's a little hotter than our mutual friend and like the the different places they're around if they like want to have a quiet night amongst friends and discussion but i think they're they're turning it up i think is that what it is they're turning it up in rhino well well i've never turned it up ever so i not rhino not anywhere oh it's 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 live in rhino as well okay so um i've never turned it up Here's a good question. Uh, Rob R eight five one six six one four nine wants to know: Should he crack another beer? Yeah. No. 
Well, <laughs> it no. depends on what kind of beer. If it's a Breck is Brew, a Breck I say Brew? yes. I love it. It's a Breck Brew. You definitely If it's anything it else, no. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound like Ron 7443751 is going to. If it's if it's a Hot Peak sounds IPA, like crack too. crack one either way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how long till we get an MPJ 2020 from David K. 104. You know what's funny? That that stat line seems totally doable for him. He had like 14 rebounds tonight. Did we not? I, I feel like we got it tonight. Yeah, we kind of did. <laughs> yeah. If he played a little bit more. Um, MPJ, yeah, actually, let's play this fun game that spirals off of that. Let's just guess MPJ's stat line in two seasons. So, like, when he's – I mean, in two seasons, he's definitely two playing. Two seasons. Well, I'm yeah. just saying he's – this is, like, not his peak, but I'm just sure. saying once he's playing 33 yeah. minutes a night. This is, like, after the championship when his uh, – Yeah, his, yeah the, exactly. Everybody yeah. else is shipped out because their price went When out. he's consistently playing 33 minutes per game and an established part of the pecking order, either first, second, or third, what is his stat line? Well, I mean, he's definitely the leading scorer on the Nuggets. I really? Think. I think so. I think it, so. In three years, he's at least a twenty point per game score. So I think I mean point, like right? what Gallo was about at twenty two points. Did he ever get that high? I don't know if I he ever got he that did. high. He, yeah. No, I don't think he was even close. I think he was I like at eighteen. I mean, Jokic has led the team for the last couple of years, right around twenty. Right around twenty. Yep. And um, I mean, I can see him wanting to to cede a little bit of the scoring to MPJ if if that situation does arise. So I'd say you know maybe around twenty two. MPJ never, game. or Gallo never scored twenty. He scored nineteen point eight. Sorry, nineteen point. No, I, I think guess when. Last I think year. if he is no, a full time no, starter two years from now, yeah, I think twenty points is actually a reasonable expectation. Twenty eight and three. Does that sound right? Twenty eight points. No, 20, no twenty points. Oh, and three. oh, I think I think his scoring yeah. has a little more upside. The thing that's going to be interesting with MPJ right now, we're in the honeymoon phase, right? I mean, everything's great. the The question is going to be how do you give him more shots without giving him more shots outside of the offense? Meaning, can can you get Jokic ball this balanced approach yeah. without, but at the same time feeding him? That's the thing because MPJ. Could in two or three years average twenty six, twenty seven points a game. So next year, you throw him, you throw him next <laughs> yeah. year on the Charlotte Hornets or right. something. It's like, yeah, dude, you're shooting thirty percent, but you're getting twenty five. Right, but if he's on a team with Jokic and either. Jamal Murray and Will Barton, I mean, that's why it's been tough for a guy like Jamal Murray, honestly, to crack twenty, and, and even Jokic to an extent because there's so many mouths to feed. Yeah, um, but yeah, I could see him pushing twenty. Here's a question that sort of spirals off this a little bit. With forty-ish games left, can MPJ create enough noise to uh, pip Morant for Rookie of the Year? No. no. All right. Uh, <laughs> Good talk. No, but he could get second. He could make a really nice run at second, and it, you know what? It'll be fun. I want to see him in that rookie sophomore game. Oh, I guess it's called God. the like Samsung Rising Star. I don't know who sponsors it. But it's Taco Bell, <laughs> Nokia, rookie Nokia. Fine, yeah. We have no idea. The brand mobile really a waste of a lot of like millions of dollars of sponsorship money. But I think um I want to see him in that one because if he was in that game, he might be the second most exciting and interesting player behind yeah. Zion. It's going to be hard to pass Zion. But MPJ, even though he hasn't played a lot or whatever, you tune in for MPJ in that it's, game. It's also 100%. the perfect environment for him. Oh, like, go off for 30? A pickup game is where MPJ thrives. He like, can't wait to not worry about defense again. <laughs> yeah, for real, yeah. No, but we, we heard about how great he was looking in, in the summer open runs that the Nuggets were having. They were just playing pickup. Like, you know that's what? Where he looks when the you're best. not thinking, you're just hooping. Yeah, Can I tell you what I love about this it. Nuggets front office? Let's be honest here. Let's take some truth serum. Everybody, a little truth serum. When all these reports were coming out and Woj was going on ESPN and over the summer and he was like, MPJ's off limits. The Nuggets say this guy's incredible. He's crushing it. I was like I thought they were I thought they were <laughs> I thought it was trade value. I was like, man, are they working day. the phones that hard to, try to move MPJ? <laughs> I know, I couldn't There's believe no it. There's no way this dude is awesome. Like but maybe saying. in hindsight he was just completely unguardable. But this is what I love no. about the front this office. This is what he looked like. This yeah. is what he looked like. It's this just, is what he looked like. And this is what I love about the front office is I do feel like there's a little bit of just like guys, we're not playing any 4D chess. We're just telling you yeah. he's awesome. No, he he's is. super dope. Yeah. And no, we like Jokic. He's a second rounder, but we think he's good. Like they're never lying. They just always seem like they yeah. are. Do you have uh, the polls up, Brandon? We yeah, do you want to take a look at the, yeah, let's at go the, the polls, polls, Eric? What are we looking at? So uh, is MPJ the best three-point shooter on the team? Obviously, recent recency bias at play. 65.2% say yes. 304 say Malik. Um, less than 1% say Monte. Wait, uh, why would Monte be the third one on that? Um, just statistically? 
Yeah, statistically. Okay. I think I might have just messed that up. I was probably supposed to write Jokic. Does MPJ need to or be part Curry. of the playoff rotation? That's really more of the point of that question is that it was a legitimate one three weeks ago. 98.1% say yes. That he's a part of the playoff rotation? Yeah. It's so hard to say no to that now. How could you? Why? After this game. He might get Rodney Hood, though. That's the one thing. He might get Rodney Hooded. Like, there could be some not great player that just goes off in a playoff series sure. that's like, man, he can't stay in front of True. whoever. Go Derek White on our Worth it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, Worth uh, it. Find out what this find point. out, find out though, what yeah. this is, man. Game ball. Grant MPJ Jokic no contest. MPJ with ninety percent of the vote. Ninety. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I already made the MPJ game ball. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, hang on to Malik for continued flexibility. Risk losing him in RFA. Sixty three percent say it's worth it. Just After just nights like tonight, him. it's hard to argue that, man. It's gonna be great in the playoffs when he plays three minutes per night. And it's like, well, this is what we held on to for. <laughs> <laughs> That's so depressing. He's a total one of like four from three. <laughs> Look, man, there is something too, like, and I know people have brought this up, but it does get a little silly after a while. Like, can the Nuggets get more shooting? Where do the Nuggets find shooting? How do the Nuggets get a shooter? Malik Beasley well, is one. Yeah, I've, I've been saying this. The reason they've sucked as a three-point shooting team is because their three of their four highest volume guys, Murray, Harris, and Barton, have been super streaky this year. Yeah, and really, really streaky. So <laughs> this yeah. isn't a matter of like right. switch Malik into Davis Bertans. It's like, right, no. yeah, Malik Beasley accounts for like three three-pointers a game. It's not going to tilt your percentages too much. It's, yeah. it's the major guys that make the percentages. Are we done with questions? Are we throwing it out of here? I mean, there's lots of questions. They're like kind of fragmented, some better than others, some a lot, a lot of comments. I mean... This is your show, man. You tell us. Well, I think we can wrap it up here, but this, I, I do want to close with th- with this little this little piece here. Oh. And that is that the NBA season, or the Nuggets season right now, is ten times more fun than it was one month ago, in my opinion. It almost feels in many ways like the MB- the Nuggets season is here. <laughs> like we had this long extended <laughs> like waiting period. Well, well the season doesn't actually start until after the Super Bowl. Well, look, right. man. <laughs> I was just going to say. Outside of Grant, we've touched on this, Dry. Pretty dry in the narrative realm. Uh, a lot of continuity. The well was pretty dry. A lot of running it back. We were waiting for the introduction of Michael Porter Jr. I've said this to, a couple of times. I said it to you tonight. It's it's almost kind of silly now, all of the angst about this season and the vibe. There is one particularly like relevant data point that we've gathered, and it's that MPJ is who we thought he was. Yeah. And that... Like good, bad. That's takeaway one, two, and three from this. Right. It's almost all that matters. Yeah, and you would have traded every other takeaway, really. Every other takeaway, right? If I had told you like Gary might struggle, the bench would look good, but MPJ is who we thought he was. You'd take it, and that I think has already made this last month more fun well, than any. A lot of what we talked about before the season: who was the biggest X factor? Who who could change this team's ceiling the most? We settled on MPJ for a lot of those questions. Yeah, and I think what this. The first three months of the season has proved was we were right about a lot of that. MPJ is kind of the biggest variable on this team right now. Do you remember the night that he was drafted? I do very well. I actually remember what you tweeted to me that night. Do you? Yes. Uh, this is this is good. Well, weird. I don't know if I remember the tweet. You tweeted itself, but exactly in, to me or texted. I, I was in. Yeah, I was in. I was overseas, and I was like, uh, I didn't know what to. Think. Where were you? I was in England, London, England. Oh, yeah, I've heard of it. Across the pond, to, right? And then I went to Bath the next day, and I remember I was texting... To Bath? Yeah, that's right. I was texting Adam in Bath about MPJ oh, while I was <laughs> I was like supposed to be taking in the sights and the sounds of... Don't you love... Don't you feel the worst when you're that? No, no, I felt great. Yeah. I was like... Because like normally I would... I've had these moments before, too, where you're like well, on a great vacation once in a lifetime and something happens, you're like... Hold on, I've got to read about oh, this. But it like I was having a great time. The the draft happened late at night and we got him and I was really excited about it, but I was just didn't know what to think. And yeah. then I asked you and you got me all hyped about it, and the bath became all the much hotter. Oh wow. <laughs> it was a great bath. Um no I, I what I text what you wrote me was something like, Adam, how am I supposed to be feeling about this? Or you yeah. gotta tell me how I'm supposed to be feeling yeah, about yeah. this because and I said exactly like you are. Mm-hmm. Meaning like Excited, confused, nervous, like all of these feelings, because who the hell knows? But it turns out it was a Christmas present that 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 dad wrapped and put under the present like two months early or under the tree. And you were like, oh, man, I have to sit here and look at that thing. And then Christmas Day rolled around. And Dad's like, you know what? We're gonna make a long breakfast before we open. And you're like, you gotta be kidding! Are you serious? And then after breakfast, like, let's let's watch Die Hard and let's all have a movie. And you're just like, you gotta be. Can I open the present now? We opened it. 
and it's like the greatest Nerf gun ever. Oh, it's and so all, sweet. And every kid on the block got Nerf guns, and it's a giant Nerf gun yeah, party. Ours is, more, ours is more powerful, though. We oh, got, it's like, so much more clip. powerful. You got the special edition Nerf gun. You don't, no, you know what we got? We got like a refurbished Nerf gun, and we weren't uh, sure. A refurbished? Oh, that's right, yeah. We weren't sure about it, true. but then we like brought it out, and it's at full power. <laughs> so much better, yeah. Mowing suckers down. Yeah. Uh, yeah, What I mean, I don't know. There's just... It's just nothing better than when you see potential for something coming and then it actually starts to happen and just like the satisfaction that is associated with just like seeing something through like that. Like this MPJ thing, I mean, obviously, you know, you don't know what you were going to get in him. We still don't really know what we've got in him. We no. know mm -hmm. what his Very ceiling true. is, absolutely. But just like, man, it's just so fun to feel excited about the possibility of the unknown. And MPJ just makes every possession like that much more exciting and let's all sort of enjoy this part because we really enjoyed the Jokic rise in part because we weren't anticipating it there right. was no waiting for Jokic he just arrived and we were like oh my god this guy's awesome and you remember how fun that first year was how fun that second year was when Jamal Murray arrived on the scene and it was like oh man this guy can score 30 points oh he can score 40 oh he can maybe score 50 it was fun and and then you get to the point where it's like well he can't do this or that Really soak it in, because right now, Michael Porter Jr. can literally be anything. He can be the greatest player in the NBA. He certainly seems like he could be a, a, a big piece of this team for years and years to come, and it's a lot of fun. From the Winner's Lounge, Brendan Vogt, Harrison Wind, D-Line Co., Everybody give a shout out to producer producer Kale Sorbo, yeah. who rocked it tonight, killed it. Not an intern. And everybody else, we'll probably see you on Wednesday for another episode following Wednesday's game. We'll Thanks, see everybody guys. then. As you guys may or may not know, taking care of your teeth is pretty important. And our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group are giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. That's right. You simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental Group to hand over a free Sonicare. Check them out today online, or you can call 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today.